Monday, 1.14 p.m., Washington, D.C. The special event center didn't know what to do. Should she run up on stage while Mr. Bishop was delivering his lecture and hand him a buzzing phone? Should she ignore a call from the White House and let it go to voicemail? After all, it wasn't even her phone to begin with. Or should she answer the call on his behalf? She didn't have much time left as the phone had already pulsed twice and would go to voicemail any second if she didn't do something. She concluded it would be better to ask for forgiveness than permission. She accepted the call. Placing her hand over her mouth and the phone to shield the sound, she whispered, Jack Bishop's phone. This is Sarah Miller. Miss Miller, please hold for the deputy director of the Central Intelligence Agency, came a female voice on the other end of the line. There was a short pause, allowing a few notes of Muzak to play, not enough time for her to be able to name that tune, but enough to take a deep breath and prepare for what came next. Just then, a slightly gruff male voice came echoing across the line, which meant the call was clearly on speakerphone. Miss Miller, this is Alan Douglas, the deputy director of the CIA. It's crucial that I speak with Jack Bishop immediately. Overly self-conscious, she was sure everyone in the front row could hear the conversation. Sir, she continued, unaware of who else was listening in on the conversation. Mr. Bishop just began his lecture here at Georgetown. Do you want me to interrupt him? In that moment, the 22-year-old from Salt Lake City who was graduating in the spring with a degree in international relations began praying, Please don't make me get up in front of 700 people and interrupt Jack Bishop. Or worse yet, don't make me have to cancel today's lecture. Please, please, please. But the deputy director gave her a firm yes. I need to speak to him right now. She felt a lump instantly forming in her throat as her palms went clammy. She also knew her face was beginning to flush. Still, the intern understood what she had to do. She stood up from the front row and quietly made her way up the stage right staircase. She was aware Mr. Bishop had to have seen her get up and no doubt was wondering what she was doing. Reaching the stage, she breathed in through her nose and exhaled through her mouth to quickly regain her composure. Making her way across the stage's red carpet that was rolled out for special events, speeches and ceremonies, she felt the weight of everyone's questioning eyes bearing down on her. However, her present embarrassment had less to do with getting up in front of a crowd and more to do with the sinking feeling about the real possibility of what could happen next. She might have to make an announcement cancelling the lecture, leaving her to deal with a room full of disgruntled students, faculty and guests. Approaching center stage, Bishop stopped speaking and looked directly at her with his charming steel-blue eyes, which, being set against the backdrop of his fading summer tan, seemed all the more attractive. His eyes definitely were the first thing most people noticed about him, and they were the last thing most women walked away remembering. At the moment, however, Miss Miller thought those steel-blue eyes were more piercing than charming. Slightly annoyed but more curious as to why this overzealous intern would brave such a disruption, Bishop stepped back from the podium so the stationary microphone wouldn't pick up whatever was about to be said. Inching a little closer, he bent slightly toward Miss Miller so she could speak directly into his right ear. I'm so sorry to interrupt, Mr. Bishop, she whispered, but the White House is on the phone for you. They say it's urgent. 
Then she extended the phone to Bishop with her head bowed, like a defeated commander presenting a peace offering to a conquering king. Bishop excused himself from the puzzled crowd and turned his back to both Miss Miller and the audience as he took a few steps to the rear of the stage. This is Jack Bishop. Jack, it's Alan Douglas. Alan, you always did have great timing. I assume this isn't a social call. Sorry, Jack. I wish it were. We need to talk, and we need to talk now. I'll send someone over to pick you up immediately. They will bring you directly to the White House, where you will be escorted to the Situation Room. And Jack, before you say no, this involves Nina.